0: Hi, how you? This train's leaving, and you are just in the nick of time. Today's journey takes us to both Hardin and Webster counties. That's right. We will first speak with Miss Krista Winstead. She is the communications director from the Elizabethtown Tourism and Convention Bureau. She's going to fill us in on everything going on in that happening town. And later, we will have a local business landmark feature in tiny little Seabree, Kentucky. That's right. We're going to speak with Miss Donna Adams. The proud owner of Bell's Drug Store, and we're going to find out what it is that makes this hometown gym truly a special breed. It's episode number four of Blabbing in the Bluegrass, and don't you go nowhere because it starts now. <laughs> With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Oak Grove to Vine Grove to Smith's Grove, we've got you covered on blabbing in the Bluegrass, exploration and celebration of all things Kentucky. I'm Sam Moore, yet again coming at you from the fabulous, first-class, fully-furnished foyer here at the North Quail Motel in gorgeous Henderson, KY. Folks, you're in for a real treat today, not because of me but because of my great guests. And speaking of guests, if there's somebody that you'd like to nominate for our program, if you'd like to nominate yourself for our lovely program, maybe there's a particular subject that you'd like for me to spend some time on. I've been trying to stay fairly consistent here early on, but I am open to just about anything. So send me whatever you got. It's bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. That's B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. And we've got a brand new feature for you today. It's the Local Business Landmark. Now, we've done something somewhat similar to this with our uh, Dining Delight Spotlight, but these folks have much more than just food. So we're calling it a Local Business Landmark. And in our first one, we are spotlighting Bell's Drugstore in little old Seabury, Kentucky. Now when you hear a name like Bell's Drug Store, you're probably thinking, eh, just another place for me to get my medicine. No, they're way more than that. They will fill your prescriptions, but they also offer a unique, one-of-a-kind gift shop, an assortment of menu items for lunch. They have been an institution in Seabree and Webster County for decades, and their rightful owner, Miss Donna Adams, will fill us in on what they have to offer, as well as the secret to their success all these years. And in mere moments, we will be talking to Miss Krista Winstead, Communications Director from the Elizabethtown Tourism and Convention Bureau, and she'll tell us all that they've got going on in that lovely community. But first and foremost, we have yet another Bluegrass Brain Buster, ready for you. We do this each week. We'll give you the question now, and we will give you the answer at the end of the program. So... Today, I want you to name five artists from the state of Kentucky who have established themselves in the country music genre. That's right. Name five native Kentuckians who have established themselves as singers in the country music genre. Now, there are way more than that. I'm only asking you to name five. And there'd be even more if we uh, lumped bluegrass into this. But country is what we're focusing on here. Five singers from Kentucky who are country music genre dominant. So, you think on that, get the wheel spinning? We will have this information in the concluding segment of today's show. Sam Moore now presents his Blabbing in the Bluegrass Community Connection. It is another community connection here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. And today we are spotlighting the county seat of Hardin County, Kentucky. Of course, none other than E Town. Not only are they surrounded by a lot of neat things to do, they've got a lot of neat attractions themselves. And here to enlighten us on all that E Town has to offer, it's none other than the communications director. For the E Town Tourism and Convention Bureau, let's give it up for Miss Krista Winstead. <laughs> Krista, we are honored to have you on the show today. Now, how long have you been with the uh, Tourism and Convention Bureau?
1: Well, I'm honored to be on um, the show today. I've been with uh, the E Town Tourism and Convention Bureau two years now.
0: Two years? So you've been uh, promoting E Town for a couple years? So almost a season pro, right? <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> something like that
0: <laughs> yeah we'll give you credit for being a seasoned pro anyway well we're anxious to hear about e-town now uh, first off krista i do know that uh, elizabeth town happens to be kentucky's first urban trail town now if you would talk a little bit about this honor and explain how the community has earned this distinction
1: So um, we became the first urban trail town at the beginning of uh, last year, and we are so excited about the trail town designation. Um, We have a great community program um, called Green Space. They are a wonderful uh, nonprofit, and they have been, they were founded in 1970, and they're just great at keeping our trails um, accessible and clean and wonderful at promoting our trails. Um, they have partnered with other wonderful community programs like the Boy Scouts and other things to help build bridges and ha- are a great community partner. Um, Greenspace actually saw the need for the Trail Town designation and got a few community leaders together and some wonderful local people who are very passionate about our trails and um, filled out the appropriate forms, attended meetings, um, held information forums, and things like that to create awareness about becoming the trail town designation and um, build awareness applied for it and we were able to get that and be granted the first urban trail town um, awesome. and our locals have really gotten behind it uh, a dousters a local ice cream shop actually has a flavor that you can get that they sometimes and um, they rotate their flavors but they have a trail town flavor and our local Impelizare's restaurant has a, a trail top menu that you can order from. Sweet. Um, yeah, so our trails are very inclusive and easily accessible, and there's different types of trails for every hiker, whether you're a beginner or um, more experienced. We have over 16 trails to explore in Elizabethtown, all with different um, experiential links so there you go
0: no excuse for not getting your exercise
1: <laughs> exactly
0: yes. yes indeed and uh speaking of those restaurants uh in Etown, there we'll hit those harder here in just a few minutes so uh y'all stick close for that now uh elizabeth town offers a number of fascinating museums and attractions commemorating the rich history of the community and the state of Kentucky in some cases. Now, there are more than a handful of them, but I've picked out four that I would like for us to spotlight here today on Blabbing in the Bluegrass, Krista. And we'd like for you to give us a synopsis of what we can expect to see and learn while visiting these local landmarks. So why don't let's start with the Brown Pusey House.
1: Yes, the Brown Pusey House. Um, That is one of my favorites. So I love visiting it. It's a historic Georgonian mansion, um, right in the heart of downtown. Um, And it has been uh, revamped and reopened to be a uh, museum of sorts. So you can go in and tour the beautiful historic home and then they also have a geneal genealogical library in the back where you can go and look up um, genealogy and of people in Kentucky and locals and different things like that and then um, they also host events so people get married there have parties there Um, and they it's also a stop on um, the historic downtown walking tour
0: awesome well good stuff Uh, good place to learn more about uh, the community and the state for that matter now uh, the next venue that I wanted to spotlight today Krista is the cannonball
1: Yes, so the cannonball was actually fired during the Civil War at the top of um, the hill. It's a cemetery now, um, but by John Hunt Morgan, and it landed in the side of a building. Um, And so it it just stuck, you know, it had been there. And then there was actually a fire in the um, early 1900s, and a lady that lived downtown at the time paid these boys a quarter to um, find the cannonball and whenever they rebuilt it, she made sure it went exactly where it was. So Elizabethtown has had a cannonball on the side of our building for quite some time. And we are very proud of it.
0: That's a neat story. Yeah. How many communities can say that they have uh, a cannon in the side of a building? So (laughs) definitely something to be proud of. Now, the, uh, the third of the four local attractions that I wanted to target is the Hardin County History Museum.
1: Yes, the Hardin County History Museum is actually in the old library um, it's right downtown um, it's a beautiful spot and it's actually a stop on um, the Lincoln Trail. So if you are touring all the spots um, where Abraham Lincoln is or if you want more or is from <laughs> and you want more information on Abraham Lincoln, you can find it there along with um, other great um, history about Hardin County and Kentucky as well.
0: Good deal. Of course, Honest state from uh, Hodginville, just uh, up and over the road a little bit. So <laughs> definitely a lot of local connection there. And now this is the one that really excited me. I didn't realize this place was located in E-Town until I was uh, doing a little research. And I would love the heck out of it because I'm a big basketball fan. Tell us a little bit about the Kentucky High School Basketball Hall of Fame.
1: Yes, Kentuckians truly sure love their basketball, and we are proud to have um, such a prestigious Hall of Fame in our in our beautiful town. Um, the Kentucky High School Basketball Hall of Fame is actually um, located downtown as well, and um, like most of these are, and right. it's a beautiful museum, and it just uh, honors the um, famous Kentuckians that played high school basketball, and what's really cool is it's an interactive museum, so you can see um, the way basketball uniforms have changed. You can see the way basketballs have changed since from the sixties and just different eras of basketball. Um, And they have, they induct people every year and they have this big induction ceremony um, and people from all over Kentucky come. So it's wonderful.
0: Well, if they had had a hall of fame for fans, I'd be in there, I can assure you. Now, (laughs) uh, (laughs) hate to put you on the spot, Krista. Do you go for the cats or do you go for the cards? Oh, I'm a Cats fan. Okay, all right. I wasn't going to hold it against you if you were a Cards fan, but I'm a (laughs) Cats fan too. Although I went to Western, so I'm a Hilltopper. So, you know, (laughs) I got the split loyalty thing going on. But anyway, definitely uh, those and plenty of other things to check out when you venture over to E-Town. Now, Krista, since Halloween is not terribly far behind us, I thought it was only appropriate that we... Highlight the Charles W. Logston Historic Costume Downtown Walking Tour. Now, I know this is not in season at this point. It runs uh, June through September. But if you would tell us a little bit about Mr. Logston and uh, give us an idea of the sites and stories that we can expect to take in during the tour.
1: Yeah, so Mr. Wogston was a wonderful historian, and he actually wrote the original script along with Bob Beamdick. Um, and you will hear stories from notorious characters that have visited Elizabethtown and are from Elizabethtown. So, um, and these characters, um, you might know, such as P.T. Barnum from the Barnum Circus. He actually okay. stayed at the Brown, Pusey, on his way to Louisville um, with the opera singer. Um, and then also Carrie Nation who had an axe in one hand and a Bible in another and um, went up through the Bible belt tearing down um, bars and um, during Prohibition um, and then also General George Custer um, and then a favorite local, um, well, depending on favorite, but uh, Philip <laughs> Arnold who um, actually did the great diamond hoax of 1872. Um, oh, but a
0: lot these- of history there.
1: Yes, a lot of history. And you actually um, will meet uh, Sarah Bush Johnston Thomas Lincoln, who is actually uh, Abraham Lincoln's stepmother. Um, She's from Elizabethtown, as well as Lincoln's father, Thomas Lincoln was as well. So you'll meet, those are just a handful of the characters and the people behind the costumes and the actors are dedicated. Some of them have been doing it for um, as long as it started. And they are very passionate and just great um, tour guides and wonderful at what they do.
0: So their hearts are definitely into it. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, this is every Thursday night, correct?
1: Every Thursday night at 7 p.m. from um, June to September, and one of the other fun things that coincides with the historic downtown walking tour is we have Tavern in the Garden, um, which is actually from 7 to 9. Um, and so Tavern in the Garden is actually in the gardens of the Brown Peasy House. So once you finish the walking tour, you can go and listen to live music and enjoy a replica bar. And they have um, women and dressed up as barmaids from um, the era of, you know, the late 1900s and the, uh, or the late 1800s. So it's very cool experience yes
0: you can just make a big old night out of it no better way to (laughs) cap off the tour than with some music and a cold beverage so definitely something to look forward to uh, when june rolls around now um, being on the doorstep of kentucky's world famous bourbon trail uh, e-town is the perfect place to sip a bourbon cocktail or even inhale some bourbon ice cream now krista for those like myself who have never had the pleasure, why don't you give us a description of bourbon ice cream?
1: Yes, um, it is fantastic. Um, y'all should all come to E-Town and try some of our bourbon ice cream. Um, so it is, it's is—it's kind of hard to describe. So there's different types of flavors, right? So there's um, bourbon ball ice cream, which can be found at our local ice cream shop, Duster's. And then I know another local ice cream spot, the Dreamery, um makes chocolate bourbon ice cream. So they make all different kinds. Um, so and also it depends on the type of bourbon that it's made with. Um, right. As you know, bourbon has different nodes and things like that. Um, so for me, the bourbon ball ice cream um is delicious. Um that is one that I try a lot. Um and Honestly, it, it's very rich, um, but you can definitely taste some of the uh, the notes that you would taste in bourbon as well.
0: Gosh, that's just uh, icing on the cake. And Doosters and uh, the Dreamery, were those the two uh, places yes. that we highlight. Okay, sweet. So <laughs> two good bourbon ice cream locales there. Now, um, Krista, aside from the bourbon scene, there are a number of other dining delights in the community that should not go unnoticed now if you would give us an overview of these local restaurant jewels and fill us in on their signature specialties
1: yes one of the things that i love about Town is we have a wide array of local restaurants and as well as chains so whether you're looking for that local mom and pop um dining experience or you want something more well known that you can um that you might not be able to get in your hometown, um, we have it for you. Um, some of our local shops, though, um, include Impel Um Impeliseris has wonderful pizza and Italian mm. food. Um, it is mouth-watering, it's so good. It's located in the heart of our downtown. Um, and then we also have Back Home Restaurant, which is also located downtown. Um, back Home is uh, that good old home cooking that you get from your grandma. Um, I love it yeah it's so good and they have a wonderful kentucky hot brown um and we have several other wonderful local shops vibe coffee has fantastic um pastries and they have wonderful avocado toast and um, vibe coffee yes vibe coffee okay
0: Mm -hmm. gotcha we'll have to keep that in mind so (laughs) definitely regardless of your taste um what about barbecue
1: um, we ha- actually have an event every May um, called Barbecue, Blues, and Bikes. So we have a lot of barbecue places and food trucks come in and um, compete for the best barbecue. And um, we have um, Dee's Butts Barbecue. Um, it's typically wins the barbecue contest at the Barbecue, Blues, and Bikes. And that's very awesome. tasty. And then we actually have had a number of barbecue food trucks pop up. Um, awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm all about uh, I'm all about some barbecue, and if uh, if you ever need a judge for that contest, let me know.
1: Okay, we'll keep you in mind.
0: <laughs> I am a connoisseur. Now, uh, Krista, it's never too early to start talking about Christmas, and of course, E Town's highly anticipated Christmas in the Park will be on display from Thanksgiving Eve all the way through New Year's Day. So, if you would. Talk a little bit about Christmas in the park and uh, describe some of its most noteworthy features.
1: So Christmas in the park is actually one of my favorite events. Um, It's a beautiful Christmas light display um, throughout our Freeman Lake Park. So it's a free event. So load up your car, bring your family or your friends and head on down there. Um, Some of Whenever you enter, um, you will see a beautiful arch that says Christmas in the park to let you know you're at the right spot. Um, but it's a beautiful entryway and then local community people have, um, donated light displays and put up their own light displays each year to highlight their different businesses and community. Um, there's one with penguins that I love that they're like building a slide and then they slide down on their, um, bellies, which is so fun. And then they actually sometimes put a dragon in, um, Freeman Lake. So that's really cool to see as well.
0: Awesome, and that'll be uh, starting here in just a few weeks. This has been a tradition Christmas in the Park has for a few decades, hasn't it, Krista?
1: Yes, they are in their 30th year this year.
0: Awesome. So that doesn't happen by accident. So definitely (laughs) worth venturing to E-Town to see. Now, before we uh, close this thing out, Krista, in 30 seconds or less, give us your best sales pitch for Elizabethtown as the perfect getaway option close to home.
1: you know, Elizabeth Town is full of small town charm and there's plenty to do right here. And um, we've labeled ourselves Bourbon's Backyard because we really are in the backyard of the Bourbon Trail. And um, we're rich in history, rich in Bourbon and plenty of outdoor experiences. So you won't be bored while you visit us. Come explore our historic downtown while also visiting our local shops and experience why our friends call us E-Town
0: cool stuff and you're not far from any of the other (laughs) noteworthy attractions in Kentucky either so that's you know that's just um, icing on the cake so to speak well uh, we sure appreciate you joining us today Krista it was uh, quite a pleasure to learn more about the uh, rich history and tradition and all that Elizabethtown has to offer and uh, we'd love to have you back with us again sometime
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you for letting us uh, highlight our beautiful town, and we can't wait to talk with you again.
0: Well, and hopefully we'll send some uh, people your way for a nice weekend or (laughs) week-long, month-long getaway from that matter. Krista, you rock.
1: You rock as well. Thank you.
0: Again, that was Krista Winstead with the E-Town Tourism and Convention Bureau, and I got to tell you, she really had my mouth watering when she spoke of bourbon ice cream. Man. That just sounds delicious. And I guess I'm not a true Kentuckian since I've never had any, but I'm going to change that, friends. You can bet your bottom dollar on it. (laughs) i tell you, E-Town is just such a historic place and plenty to do, a wealth of opportunities to explore that great history. Not to mention, you're right on the doorstep of the Bourbon Trail, like Krista and I discussed. Plus, Louisville is just up the road and Bowling Green is just down the road. But don't pass straight through me town on your way to one of those two places. No, stop, soak it up, enjoy all the pleasures that Elizabethtown provides. You will not regret it in the least. And if you'd like more detailed information, Elizabeth town all you got to do is refer to my show notes I will steer you in the right direction okay and with that let's transition why don't we to our local business landmark it's not simply a dining delight spotlight because food is but a mere fraction of what these people have to offer so let's take a stroll straight down the Pennyroyal Parkway and pay a visit to Bell's Drug Store in the often imitated but never duplicated Seabree, Kentucky. And now, Blabbin' in the Bluegrass brings you a local business landmark. It is a local business landmark, and today we're featuring, yes, they call themselves Bell's Drug Store, but they are much, much more than just a drug store. They uh, have been serving Seabree, Webster County, and the surrounding area for decades. And here to tell us about it is the rightful owner herself, Miss Donna Adams.
2: Woo! Thank you so much. Good to
0: be <laughs> Donna, with you. It is good to be with you. Uh you are the first Webster County landmark that we're featuring. So
2: <laughs> All right. What an honor. This is a great thing that you're doing. This is amazing.
0: Well, I'm enjoying it. Uh thanks to people like yourself who are uh, willing to talk to us about all these uh, local establishments across the state that keep uh, making, well, th- we'll go ahead and uh, give you credit for making the world go round. How's that? Well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. All righty, Donna. Now, um, I know that uh, you spent many a, many a day assisting your dad at your hometown pharmacy as a child. You, by the way, are from Liberty, so you're not a Webster County, and by birth, but I think we can call you a Webster Countyian at this point. Sure. You've been there. But anyway, we're going back to your days in Liberty here. Uh, talk a little about your experiences uh, working with your dad and assisting him at uh, your hometown pharmacy and tell us how they inspired you to ultimately become a pharmacist.
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, I grew up in a little town a lot like Seabree um, Liberty, Kentucky was, um, just almost really the very same, even the setup of the store. Um, my daddy was the pharmacist. My mama was a registered nurse and she worked in the, the, um, doctor's office next door. And so I would get off the school bus and come in and I just really, I always loved pharmacy. I started, I started when I was little counting M&Ms and accounting trade, just, just look at you. I always, I always loved it. I just, um, you know, grew in middle school, helping with inventory, helping my dad, um, just, just always knew, you know, what my purpose was in life, and, um, you know, I think that's important. These, these young kids get out of school, and they just don't really know what they want to do, and it's such a, so much pressure, such a hard time, but I always knew what I wanted to do, and, you know, I follow my daddy. He, he worked lots of different places. Um, his main job was the uh, little retail pharmacy, um, but he worked, he helped out in some hospitals and some different places. We even worked at a, a jail for a time. Um, so oh, we, <laughs> and nursing homes. Yeah. So, um, just the whole profession, just, just healthcare in general and just, just helping people maneuver through, um, you know, the hard things that you have to, to, to get through. And so, um, but yeah, I, we grew up at this little hometown pharmacy and just, um, you know, just to step back in time. And, and um, sure. when, so when the opportunity came here, um, I was working relief for lots of different pharmacies. And um, the opportunity came for um, Jim to, to step out of he wanted to retire. And um, so I was able to step in and it's just been just incredible. We It's just the greatest little place, our little family here. Well, that's Um,
0: awesome. Now, uh, you you counted M&Ms. I would have wanted to count Skittles because those were always my weakness.
2: Well, and think about how terrible that is. I mean, you know, you don't really want little kids. But I mean, I was I was old enough to know. I I make fun of that. But but um, I really I really did. We always helped out and it was just a very family uh, oriented thing. But back then, you know. Pharmacy is still considered America's most trusted profession and, and the integrity of my dad and the, the um, you know, just, he just had such a, such a presence in the community. And it really parallels uh, Doc Bell here. You know, the, the people of Seabree really talk, speak well and speak highly of Carolyn Doc Bell and Jim and Rhonda. Um, sure. So it was just such a great fit. It was just paralleled. So, so gracefully into what they had poured into their community. So, um, it worked out so well whenever Just the opportunity came up.
0: Fit like a glove. Now, where'd you go to pharmacy school, Donna?
2: I went to the University of Kentucky, go big blue.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, go cats. Yeah, I, I mean, second UK, that.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you do your undergrad at UK as well?
2: I did. Uh-huh. I did awesome. from Liberty. It wasn't far to Lexington. So I started out there at 18 and did my undergrad there. So, right. Um,
0: I went to Western, but uh, I'm still there a UK go. fan. There so, you Yeah, go
2: toppers. That's right. <laughs> I, got,
0: I got the split loyalty thing going on. Uh, but uh, anyhow, now um, it goes without saying that uh, Bell's Drugstore has a, uh, uh, it's been a long time Western Kentucky staple. Now, if you would um, give us an overview of the history of Bell's Drug Store and explain how it has become synonymous with... Seabree in Webster County. Now you've been the owner since 2012, correct?
2: Since 2012, that's correct. And really the first record that we have um, is about 1902. Um, Really some of the pictures we have I think were the late 1800s. We still have the tin ceiling and the granite countertop for the soda fountain and things like that. But about 1910, uh, it was Melton and Mosby drugstore. And if you look outside of our store, drugs is on the main building and it's even in the concrete um, there at the steps. So um, it's been here quite, you know, the building has been here quite some time as as a drugstore. I mean, this that's what's so neat. This this store was um, part of the rich heritage of of Seabree, you know, for a long time. There's a Seabree deposit bank down the street. It's been here, you know, a long time too. has Jesse James history unsuccessfully robbing the bank and then on the other side we have a um, little um barber shop that looks just like foy's barbershop. It's so cute. You know, if you ever just have time to to just see the way things used to be. But but our store still, you know, it still just rings of so much nostalgia and um it it was renamed Bell's Store, I believe in nineteen forty six. Jim Jim Bell is their son and he helps me he and Tom, his son, helped me with a lot of this history, but um, it, in 1946, his parents had it, and then Jim and Rhonda took it about 1972, and then it Hi. transitioned to us in 2012, so there's just so many, just, just little quirky memories here in this store. We, we still find things in the walls, and when we're moving things around, and um, old labels <laughs> and, and bags. And it's just, yes, there's just so much. It's neat. Antiques, history, just lots of memories here. So um, well, it's, we, we, it's just a great place to visit.
0: Sure. And it's great to see that the Bells are still deeply involved. You could have made it Adams Store, but... <laughs> yes, yes.
2: Oh no, it would not have been the same. We still have a big Coke sign outside that says Bells Store, And it's just, that just rings true. It, it, it just wouldn't be any, it can't be any different.
0: See, I mean, when you got a Coke sign that says Bells, That's you, right. you can't change the name, can you? And
2: people try to buy that. Uh, the pickers, people have been by saying we, they would like to have that, uh, that sign. So we, uh, You can't uh, get rid of your coat sign. Nope, it is part of the building. It's part of our heritage. We love it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, you got to stick with that. Now, um, That's right. overseeing a local institution like Bells Drug Store most certainly has its notable perks, Donna. Now, what aspect of your role as owner slash pharmacist do you find most rewarding and gratifying?
2: Oh my goodness. Well, it would have to be the people. I mean, our our patients, we call them kind of customers, patients. I think of them more just as family. We, this year has been very different and I think in a lot of small businesses right now, you just have to be adaptable. I mean, we, we usually have Christmas open house here. Um, our little town here, the the city of Seabree, they do such a great job. They put the big, chunky lights across Main Street and put Merry Christmas and big red you know, lights on the, the Main Street. And oh, uh, we always have Christmas open house. It's just beautiful. If you're just out driving and you just want to see some Christmas lights, the little Main Street is just beautiful. And, um, and we'll continue that. We, we usually just have um, like a Christmas open house, like a three-day blitz, and people will shop. Um, we're far enough from, from Henderson and Madisonville that, you know, especially local people really enjoy that. But this year, you know, kind of to answer your question, I think we just have to be adaptable. We're doing a lot of Facebook. Um, we have a Snapchat little filter that's got a picture of the sign on it. It's really cute. It says, I visited Seabree or something. Um, gotcha. It's it's crazy how you have to transition some of these older things into just just the new the new way of of doing things so we we actually have um some facebook live events every week so that people can shop and um for the gift department you know just uh candleberry candles and simply southern t-shirts and uh unique gifts personalized things um so you just have to to me you know it's there's some things that can't change that that need to you know that we need to keep tradition but we right now certainly we have to to change and be able to adapt to people's needs you know especially right. especially now don't you think
0: yeah you can't uh you can't change the uh socially distanced times that we're in yeah. but it's it's good to know that you're still trying to you know honor the season and celebrate Christmas virtually as much as possible with uh, social media and what have you so uh speaking of that um gift shop. We'll talk more about that here momentarily, but first, Donna, um, with many nationwide pharmacies and chain stores uh, posing significant challenges for local businesses these days, uh, what in your mind has been the secret to Bell's impressive track record of continuous success?
2: Well, gosh, I would have to say that we probably just put our community first. I mean, So many of us here could work so many different places and do so many different things, but just upfront to be be present for people and to to help them with the challenges of healthcare. I mean, it's a good thing that we all like puzzles. I mean, you go to healthcare (laughs) and you can't just go to the physician. Now you may have four doctors and eventually come to your pharmacy and still not have a prescription for anything that you, you know, sadly, it's just the continuum of care to me. On the, on the tail end of it here at the pharmacy just kind of seems so detached. So you just really need an advocate. So, you know, I just think just to see a friendly face, somebody that cares, somebody that's willing to try to track things down. Right. Um, somebody
0: but, that you know.
2: Yeah. Somebody that you know. I mean, so, I mean, I have a lot of friends that work in bigger pharmacies and there's just not really time to do that if you have so many um, patients coming through. And so we're, we're small enough to just, you know, big enough to be a huge service to people, but small enough to, to take time to care and, um, just put the pieces of your healthcare puzzle together to, because if you go to the doctor and you don't have an outcome that you're comfortable with and you don't have an advocate, you know, I just, I feel like that's the secret to us. The people that are here are just so glad to be here. I mean, they, they, this is their purpose. This is their service. And
0: and if, that, you love what what I, you, <laughs> if you love what you do, you never work a single day in your life.
2: That is true. It is true. And, <laughs> and it's, it's just the, the people here are so precious and they're so great to us. They call and check on us during, <laughs> during the whole COVID. They have. They called. Are you all doing okay out there? Do you need anything? It's, it's just a family. It really is just a great community.
0: So you're supposed to be taking care of them, and they're taking care of you.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, they really are. They're precious, and and they just they take care of us, and they love us also. So oh it's just like a big family. It's a great community, and it's just it's so hard to come by. It's so hard to find such a great close knit family like right. that. Right,
0: and you mentioned Jim and the Bells, and I imagine your text and uh, the rest of your staff is um, pretty tight knit, and most of them have probably been there for a decent amount of time, have they not?
2: they have yes um they they have they a lot of them are family um jim still works uh relief so he's still a pharmacist also they love to see him um a lot of uh Customers come in just to see the soda fountain, just to get their great ch- grandchildren's picture or their grandchildren's picture at the same soda fountain chairs. Um, <laughs> just
0: to play catch up with the staff. Just to
2: play catch up, yes. And so it's it's really pretty amazing. You know, it's good that some things don't change, and while some things have to change, um, some a lot of people say, "I I had my first job here." You know, I had my first job as a soda fountain. Um, And so we still do that. Yeah, we still (laughs) for sure. We still do that. We still employ the the high school students and um, the little kids still come down from the um, elementary school. Now, now that looks very different. Um, Sure. You know, but uh, it's coming. It's coming back. It's coming back. We're, all, coming we're back. all excited it's coming back. Slowly yes, indeed. But surely,
0: right? <laughs> what is it? Our fearless governor says we will get through this. We will, we will get, get through this, through this together. That's right.
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. So you'll have a house full of kids in no time. Sure. But, uh, anyway, now we we uh, touched on this briefly, briefly earlier. Now, although Bell's has a uh, long standing tradition of fast family prescription service, it is much more than just a pharmacy. Now tell us, Donna, a little bit about your one-of-a-kind gift shop and describe the merchandise that browsers can explore as their prescriptions are being filled.
2: Um, we feel like we have kind of a unique gift department. Um, we do have some standards. Uh, everybody loves hot maple toddy candles and warmers. Um, right. It's just, you know, traditional things like that. Um, t-shirts uh, we have some customized t-shirts right now um they actually have different churches so we have a lady that actually designs those um, so ornaments and t-shirts that are personalized um, we have a uh, monogram department so if you have something that you have purchased somewhere else and you would like for it to be monogrammed um you know the girls are willing to try just about anything If you see it on pinterest sweet um, so yeah that's uh, that's really neat um, right now it's decorated for Christmas so lots of ornaments and um, things like that lotions um, you know just just unique items that you couldn't get uh, other places we have fancy pans and they personalize those those are little disposable pans that are Sweet. it's a $20 <laughs> gift and it's a uh, has just just really unique fun items to to shop for Christmas it's awesome. just, uh, you have to stuff watch our that, lives you yes. can see yeah
0: <laughs> exactly stuff that you just can't get anywhere else a lot of it and and um, yes. a fair a fair amount of it is provided by uh, locals themselves so
2: that's true yes we have local honey we have yes that's true
0: oh no I'm gonna have to try that local honey now
2: yes and they said that's great for allergies the, the more you know, the closer you can get,
0: the better. Okay, my allergies generally start kicking Mm. in full force right around uh, December, so I'm definitely going to have to (laughs) keep that in mind. Now, uh, customers in need of a pick-me-up can enjoy uh, the scenery of the uh, unique marble counter like you were uh, highlighting earlier, and while doing so, they can order a Handmade cherry Coke, also an orange jade or an ice cream sundae. My mouth is watering right now as I'm sitting here talking about them. Now, however, in addition to all that, they can make it a meal with an assortment of filling menu options available. Now, Donna, if you would enlighten us on your signature lunch specials or for that matter, breakfast specialties that are available at Bell's Drugstore.
2: Well, right now we have always had the malts and sodas, the same ice cream, peppermint ice cream at Christmas. Um, it's malts. Some, some people don't know what a malt or a phosphate is. So we have lots of just standards, just items that have been here for years. Orange aids are just incredible. If you've never, if you've never had an orange aid or a fresh squeezed lemonade, they still have the lemon squeezers and the orange squeezer, um, Still have the goosenecks on the, the, uh, soda fountain. Yeah. Um, but I've recently. i had a fresh squeeze
0: lemonade, but not an orange aid, So I'm going oh, to have get that.
2: Oh, orange You should just, yeah. Yeah. try an orange aid. <laughs> yes. Um, but, um, we were actually featured in Rachel Ray magazine a couple of years ago for the orange aids. I don't know. You never How about know. That? You, you <laughs> never know who you entertain whenever they come in the door, but it was just kind of a road food kind of little guy. But, um, but yeah, awesome. so recently we have decided to kind of expand that. And so now we have some chicken salad and pimento cheese sandwiches. Um, so you can get a, a chicken salad box uh, or a pimento cheese box. And uh, we have soups, daily specials. Um, they've added some baked potatoes, just things that don't, uh, you know, that you don't have to drive out of town to get. And it's Sweet. been such a blessing to the community. It really has. They have, they have supported us and it's been nice to, um, for them. So um yeah we we do mostly curbside there's a couple of places kind of small in here so we have to we still wear masks and there's still some um and you know unless you're um unless you're eating but um yeah it's just a great opportunity we really enjoyed kind of beefing up our our soda fountain we had a little remodel while we were uh, closed down on the inside and uh, it just worked out perfectly we reopened whenever um Sure. The governor's told us it was appropriate time, and it's just a great little place. Just great, a great way to have lunch.
0: Right, very, very therapeutic. Now, you mentioned your uh, daily soup specials. What are these daily soup specials?
2: Um, they just vary every day. We've had chicken wild rice broccoli soup. We've had potato soup some days. Sometimes they have chili, and they put those over a uh, baked potato. So, um, yeah, it's just, oh every gosh. day is different. And so you can just call before you come, or you can just, um, whenever, whenever you come in, you can just, uh, it's usually always on our Facebook page. If you follow us on Bell's Drugstore, Facebook page, we'll have our daily specials on there and it's just, uh, yeah, just yes, a great indeed. thing.
0: We're we're all about uh, supporting Facebook, and I would be oh, all about gosh. the um, the chili and potato soup would probably yes. be my, my two favorites among those. Yes,
2: you have
0: to come and see us. <laughs> I'll I tell <laughs> I you, you. I, <laughs> I definitely would have would have to come see you, and I'm glad that yeah. um, <laughs> I'm glad that you don't know me well enough not to want me down there yet. But <laughs> 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 but yes, <laughs> it is definitely on my bucket list. Bell's Drug Store. So anyway. Donna, before we put the finishing touches on this thing, in 30 seconds or less, why don't you tell us why both locals and out-of-town visitors should take the time to experience the cherished community gym that is Bell's Drugstore. Go.
2: Oh, I think you just need to come and see for yourself. We are blessed to be here and you know, if you're in our area, you'll see just a unique store, and just people who care, and, you know, it's so important that we take time for each other to, to serve each other, and heal each other, and whether it be through food, or medication, or just a, you know, just a a friendly smile, and somebody to kind of talk to, um, you can tell that people are smiling behind those masks, it's, uh, you can just see it yeah. in their eyes, you know, and and in a time where we just have to right now be kind of distant, it's just to connect.
0: I can tell uh, you're smiling would, right now just by listening I am. to you.
2: <laughs> we love people and we just, you know, we love to serve people. So, um, if, you know, if you just want to, we would just love to come and, and just, just visit with you. So, uh, sure. whether you have a gift need or a medication need, or just need to know something about your Uh, your health, or if you just want to come visit with us, we'd love to see you. We appreciate so much you taking the time for us today.
0: Well, we're tickled pink to do it. Now you mentioned your, um, Rachel Ray Magazine, Spotlight. Now, how far have some of your uh, out-of-town visitors come from? Can you give me an idea of some of the places that you've had visitors well, from?
2: Well, it's crazy because, and I meant to look that up before I talked to you. We are on a, a bicycle tour path here. And oh. if you go through Seabree, you'll see those signs. And they follow those signs through, gosh, some of them come from Washington State. And they're coming through our local um, little uh, Seabree um uh,
0: how about that? Quite a change well, the, of pace um, from Washington. It
2: State. is. Oh, it's the it's the local church. The Baptist church has a hostel. Is what I was trying to think. And they th- those those people come from a lot far away. Just to, and some sometimes they come back the next year whenever they go on that bike path. So it's sure. it's just um, so they ha- they do come from pretty far, and people come back. You know, whenever they move away, just to show their kids.
0: Right. This is where mommy and daddy grew up. This is
2: where we grew up. Yeah. And so it's good to have that because some places don't, you know, some places don't still have that. Look at
0: Donna um, Adams making friends coast to coast.
2: I know it's crazy. Now my dad's drugstore in Liberty is not, you know, it's no longer there. So that's a, you know, that's a landmark. It's, it's an amazing place just to have stood time.
0: Sure, nice. and there's something to be said for that. We got to sure. <laughs> really embrace those places. Now, yes. um, BellsDrugAndGifts.com is your website. And uh, then you've got uh, Bells Drug Store on Facebook. And you can check out the gift shop and other Facebook live features for the holidays that you were talking about just Absolutely. Uh, a little bit ago. Or if you have any burning questions, you can uh, cut to the chase and email Donna at Bells, B E L L S, 7544 at gmail.com well donna it's been a blast and um i have learned a a whole bunch and i want you to tell everybody in uh, seabree and your hometown of liberty hello for me
2: all right i appreciate (laughs) you so much thanks for the opportunity
0: well we sure enjoyed it we'll do it again sometime
2: all right thanks so much you take care you too
0: Folks, pay them a visit. They will make your day guaranteed 7107 State Route 56 East in Seabree. That's where you can find them. You can phone them at 270-835-7544. Again, that's 270-835-7544. They are open 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. com is the website, and I will steer you to that in the show notes as well, okay? And we sure thank Miss Donna Adams for taking some of her precious time to yap with us a little bit today. And it was also quite a pleasure chatting with the competent and capable Krista Winstead from the Elizabethtown Tourism and Convention Bureau. Now... As promised, we have the answer to this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster, and since we got a little bit more time to play with than we usually do, we're going to have a little bit of a discussion about each of these talented musicians, because there are a ton of them to say the least. So, again, to recap, your question was, name five artists from the state of Kentucky who have established themselves in the country music genre. Five native Kentuckians who have established themselves as singers in country music. Now, bear in mind, these are all musicians who have had at least one significance, meaning top 10, top 15 song on the country music charts that uh, we can identify them by as uh, their signature song, if you will. So, I only ask you to name five, but as we will hear, there are way more then five country music artists from this great state. We will start with the one and only John Michael Montgomery. He was one of the first country artists that I was turned on to back when I was uh, five, six years old. Born in Danville, Kentucky, he was uh, one of the uh, country music chart kings in the 90s with uh, songs like Be My Baby Tonight, of course, Life's a Dance. I Swear, which later got remade by, uh, I believe, Boys to Men, but pretty positive John Michael had the original, so gotta love his music. Uh, 90s country fans like me cannot help but love the uh, undeniable voice of John Michael Montgomery. And along those lines, we also have Montgomery Gentry, and uh, as you might expect, Montgomery is John Michael's brother, Eddie. Eddie Montgomery and Troy Gentry and uh, they had a string of country songs in the late 90s and early 2000s. A lot of people remember them from Gone. Gone like a freight train, gone like yesterday. They also had uh, Hillbilly Shoes, uh, She Couldn't Change Me and uh, sadly Troy Gentry was involved in a helicopter crash with which I uh, cost him his life back in uh, 2017. So may he rest in peace and They sure blessed us with a lot of great country music back, like I said, in the late 90s and early 2000s. So next on my list is the late, great Keith Whitley, and boy, we lost him all too soon. He passed away in 1989 due to alcohol poisoning, but that rich, pure voice is uh, undeniably associated with uh, great songs like When You Say Nothing At All, which was later redone by Alison Krauss. In fact, uh, Alison's version was the first version of it that I heard, but I later grew to really enjoy and appreciate Keith Whitley's. And also, uh, Don't Close Your Eyes, I'm No Stranger to the Rain, he had a ton of them back in the late 80s. So uh, may Keith Whitley rest in peace as well. Also... The lovely and talented Patty Loveless. She was born in Pikeville and went to high school in Louisville, actually. She graduated from Louisville Fairdale High School. And uh, gosh, back in the uh, 90s, she was definitely a force on the charts with uh, great songs like I Try to Think About Elvis and Memphis and Oprah in the Afternoon, uh, Blame It on your. Lying, cheating, two-timing, loving, dealing, me mistreating, loving heart. A lot of people remember that one. Uh, Hurt Me Bad in a Real Good Way back in the 80s. That was another biggie of hers. She had uh, a string of them, to say the least. And my buddy Jonathan, his favorite Patty Loveless tune is uh, Never Leave Harlan Alive. Now, she wasn't the first one to to do it, not by a long shot, but she had a great version. And that's that's the song that... uh, Mr. Jonathan, my buddy, always associates with Patti Loveless. So, you know, she's quite the talent, indeed. Next on my list of Kentuckians who are admired country artists is Mr. Dwight Yoakam. He was born in Betsy Lane, Kentucky, in Floyd County. Went to high school in Dayton, Ohio, though. But uh, I remember Mom and Dad had an old CD of Dwight Yoakam that I thoroughly enjoyed back in the early 90s with... Uh, A lot of his signature songs like uh, Fast As You and A Thousand Miles From Nowhere. Ain't That Lonely Yet. Uh, Dwight Yoakam has also starred in movies like Sling Blade. And he's had a lot of music that's not exactly mainstream country as well. So he's still active. I've never seen him in concert. Definitely on my bucket list. He's definitely a great one. So if you ever have a chance, don't pass it up, okay? Next, who can forget about the lovely Loretta Lynn. A product of Butcher Holler, she's the coal miner's daughter indeed. That's got to be her signature song, but she had another biggie, actually several other biggies, to say the least, like uh, You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man. Uh, Of course, she had the controversial tune called The Pill. A lot of people associate that one with Loretta. And of course, Don't Make Her Mad or She'll Take You to Fifth City, Boy. That's (laughs) one that's definitely synonymous with Loretta and now we can't talk about Loretta Lynn without mentioning her sister Crystal Gale. of course also from Bookshire Holler and she had a number of successful country tunes back in the 70s and 80s. her signature song has got to be don't it make my brown eyes blue but there were a number of others that people cherished of hers so. Kudos to Crystal Gale. Next on my list of country Kentuckians is a gentleman known as the Storyteller, Mr. Tom T. Hall, born and raised in Olive Hill, Kentucky. He now lives on a farm, just outside Nashville. Which you know, he wrote over six hundred songs, and I heard him admit once that a number of them were bad songs, but (laughs) a number of them were good too. He, uh, of course, wrote his song, I Love, I Love Little Baby Ducks, Old Pickup Trucks. That's one that a lot of people know from him. Another one synonymous with Tom T. Hall is Old Dogs and Children and Watermelon Wine. Of course, the year that Clayton Delaney died was one of his biggies and Ravish and Ruby. And a lot of people don't know that he actually wrote the Harper Valley PTA which was later made famous by Jeannie C. Riley. Tom T. Hall recorded a version, but uh, it wasn't as widely known as Jeannie C. Riley's. She's the one that took it to the top. And Tom T. Hall also wrote Alan Jackson's smash single, Little Bitty, back in the late 90s. So, <laughs> cool stuff there. We love Mr. Tom T. Hall. Next is Mr. John Conley, the common man himself from Versailles, Kentucky. Back in the 70s and 80s, he was a definite force on the chart as well, with tunes like Rose Colored Glasses, Friday Night Blues, I Don't Remember Loving You, Miss Emily's Picture. He had a ton of them. And uh, he's another one that I'd definitely like to see in concerts. I'm thinking he might still tour and perform off and on. I know he is uh, in his 70s or so at this point, so he's probably living the good life, which is well-deserved. But if you ever get a chance make sure you get out there and hear him it'll be well worth it ricky skaggs we can't talk about country artists from kentucky without talking about ricky skaggs and a lot of people know his bluegrass songs i mean he had a storied career in bluegrass to say the least but he started out in country and uh, after he established himself as a country artist that's when he uh, went back to his roots and did the bluegrass thing but uh, a number of hits back in the 80s really scored highly on the country charts, like uh, Uncle Penn, remake of uh, the old... Oh, uh, who was that? That was Bill Monroe, of course, from Ohio County, who uh, had the original version of Uncle Penn, but Ricky Skaggs also had success with it back in the 80s. Also, Highway 40 Blues, Crying My Heart Out Over You. There were just a, a number of them. Cajun Moon by Ricky Skaggs, that Love Can't Ever Get Better Than This, Just a a number of uh, commendable songs that he contributed to the country charts back in the day before spreading his wings into bluegrass and excelling, of course, in that endeavor. Rebecca Lynn Howard is a singer and uh, also a songwriter from Salyersville, Kentucky, which is the county seat of MacGothan County. Uh, She really hit it big on the country charts back when I was in high school with a tune called Forgive. That's a mighty big word for such a small man. That's out of my vocal range, so I'm not even going to try to sing part of it. But uh, <laughs> I tell you, I also saw a performance of hers at the Grand Old Opry back when I was in high school. And she really killed it that night. She uh, focuses her attention on songwriting a lot these days. She has appeared a few times at the uh, Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriters Festival here in Henderson. That is an annual event each July, and I uh, highly recommend you all check that out if you haven't done so. She still performs, and uh, I would love to feature her on Blabbing in the Bluegrass at some point in time, so I'll see what I can do about that. But a lot of people know Forgive, and that was uh, definitely a successful single for Rebecca Lynn Howard. Now, who could forget about the Juds? back in the 80s, they ruled the country music charts. Of course, Winona and Naomi, both from Ashland, Kentucky, they moved around a little bit uh, during Winona's childhood, but they were both uh, Ashland, Kentucky natives, and uh, back in the 80s, they really hit it big with songs like Why Not Me, Uh, Grandpa Tell Me About the Good Old Days. That's arguably uh, probably their signature song, but they had a A ton of other great ones, like uh, Love is Alive, Love Can Build the Bridge, and later, Wynonna went on to have an impressive solo career after Naomi decided to uh, call it quits. So, kudos to the Judds. And last, but certainly not least on my list, is Mr. Chris Stapleton. A lot of people would not be happy if I left Mr. Chris Stapleton off my list, because he has really climbed the ladder to superstar status in a big-time hurry over the last few years. He was born in Lexington, raised in Staffordsville, Kentucky, which is Johnson County, not far from Paintsville. Of course, Paintsville is the seat of Johnson County, so Johnson cl- Johnson County, I'm sure, readily claims Chris Stapleton, and he's got nobody to blame but me. A lot of people... Really enjoy that song, and of course, uh, Tennessee Whiskey, that song has earned numerous uh, accolades. Of course, Tennessee Whiskey is a remake of uh, George Jones' hits of the same name from back in the 70s. Chris really puts a unique, one-of-a-kind twist on it, and uh, a lot of people have really enjoyed and identified with that. So... If I left out any, you can let me know about it. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. B L U E G R A S S B L A B B I N at gmail.com. Again, these have all had at least one song that is synonymous with them in the uh, top 10, top 15 country charts through the years. So that was kind of my criteria. They all had to have at least one notable song that they were well known for at some point in time in their history. So, thank you all as always for coming along for the ride. I sure enjoy having you each week. And come on back next week for two more great guests. Of course, another bluegrass brainbuster and a whole bunch of fun. And Between now and then, do me a favor, keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass because we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass there's nothing here to hide because we're saying it with pride just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass with knowledge of the state you're sure to appreciate yes we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey Cools your palate just a blabbing Blabbing, blabbing in in the bluegrass With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste